0: My name is Lauren Steiner and welcome to The Great Grant Seeking Podcast. In my over 20 years of institutional fundraising, I have seen how effective grant seeking can help nonprofit organizations achieve their missions. I'm so glad that you decided to join me today as I explore topics and talk about how to level up your grant seeking and your fundraising. And today we're talking about a special type of grant maker. That is the community foundation. So in grant seeking, there are many types of grantors. And each of them really requires a uniquely tailored approach. And today we'll be focusing on that distinct animal that is the community foundation. And they're a very unique type of foundation. But before we get into any specifics... Let's look at why community foundations exist so that we can use that information as a backdrop to explore how to best approach your community foundation for a grant. So community foundations do have a somewhat long history and they definitely play a vital role in our landscape of philanthropy. They have originated in the United States over a century ago, and the concept of community foundations has really spread globally. They serve as grant-making organizations. They bring together donors, nonprofits, and community leaders, and they really work on addressing any pressing social issues in the, in the areas that they focus on. And so today, community foundations can be found in numerous countries, and they adapt their models, they can be different everywhere to, uh, to meet the unique needs of the communities that they serve. And they do foster community development, they support nonprofits, they promote philanthropy, and they make meaningful impact on their regions. It is important to note that community foundations have recently seen some big growth worldwide. So as of 2021, there were 1,900 community foundations operating in various countries, including the United States, Canada, Australia, Europe, and beyond. And these foundations controlled billions of dollars in assets. For instance, in the United States, foundations managed assets of over $100 billion and distribute millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in grants annually. In Canada alone, community foundations hold approximately $6 billion in assets and contribute over $300 million to the in grants every year to nonprofits. So the figures will vary by country, but the numbers highlight that this is a substantial subset of philanthropy. So there is a fantastic online resource that provides interactive information about community foundations worldwide, and it's called the Community Foundation Atlas. And you can find that at communityfoundationatlas.org. It's a comprehensive, very user-friendly, interactive tool that offers um, an interactive map of community foundations, and users can explore foundations in different countries. You can access data and statistics about them. You can discover their focus areas and their impact. And if you are not familiar with your community foundations in your area, or if your nonprofit perhaps works in different parts of the world, you can explore community foundations through that Community Foundation Atlas. It can be a great tool to explore potential funding sources. So now let's dive into some tips on how to effectively work with your community foundations for successful grant seeking. I've got six tips that are based on feedback from community foundation representatives, as well as my own observations and experience. These are just a few key recommendations that can hopefully help you navigate the process and maximize your chance of funding from community foundations. So let's go. Tip number one, reach out ahead of your application. Over 80% of community foundation representatives that I spoke with said that this is either very important or somewhat important that their nonprofit grantees reach out before submitting an application or a letter of inquiry. And now we're not just talking about the new grantees here. We're talking about every grantee, every time you're going to your community foundation. And as one representative put it in their words, don't be afraid to reach out. We don't bite. Some of the community, found, in fact, one of the community foundations that I spoke with also expressed an interest in learning how they can even be more welcoming to their nonprofit grantees. So, I'm wondering, do you have any ideas for them on how they can be more welcoming? Share them. You know, many community foundation representatives are very open to this feedback. I heard it over and over again in my survey. I also have observed a recent shift, and that's been maybe in the last 10 or so years, that community foundation representatives, especially, are referring to their grantees or their potential grantees as. "Quote community partners. And I really think that this demonstrates a high level of respect for grantees and potentially the beginnings of evening out that power dynamic that exists between grantee and grantor. A note is that that kind of respect really cuts both ways. So one of the community foundation representatives who I spoke with Cautioned potential grantees not to call, you know, days before a deadline and expect a meeting right there on the spot, but to make sure that you're leaving enough time, that you're respecting their process and their schedule, and that you're calling them well ahead of the deadline. And I think that's good advice and a good reminder to all of us that program officers of community foundations are busy just like all of us are busy. And so a tip came from a potential funder, and that is to invite them to events and um, happenings, visits when deadlines are not looming around the corner. I work with an organization that's younger, they're newer to grant seeking, and they've really taken advantage of this outreach to their community representatives, especially when deadlines are not looming. This organization started out by building some bridges building some great relationships with their community foundation and as a result of that that community foundation has given them some tremendous help in their early days of as in growing their nonprofit organization that include free consulting services even free access as to some technology products that the community foundation works with. Um, So just an example of what reaching out to your community foundation ahead of or even outside of grant cycles can really do uh, to benefit your organization. So let's move on now to tip number two, and that is use strong and succinct communication When communicating with your community foundation staff, you want to respect their time in all of your communications with them. And we're talking all of them, whether that's email communication, telephone communication, phone messages, letters of inquiry, grant proposals, site visits, even. We want to make sure that all of these things are conducted as efficiently as possible. And now sometimes I've seen newer grantees to community foundations who really want to throw in everything but the kitchen sink into their proposals and their site visits. Usually they're very excited about sharing their work with their community foundations and they forget to edit themselves. This is not what works best. What you want to do is demonstrate that you've done your homework by coming to every interaction with a succinct and to the point message. Now, if anyone out there has ever gone through a media training, then you know what I mean when I say just the points that you wanna make, right? You would come to a meeting with a reporter, let's say, with your talking points and the messages that you really wanna get across, that you wanna leave with them, that you want them to remember. So if you plan your communications with your community foundation representatives with the same thing in mind, you can leave a strong and positive impression on them. You want to come prepared with clear and concise messages that demonstrate that you've done your homework and that you know the funder's priorities. This was one of the pet peeves that I heard from my community represent, community foundation representatives who I spoke with. They said they want to make sure that their potential grantees have done the legwork, that they're not relying on a conversation with their community foundation representative to tell them things that they might be able to find on the website or in other publications put out by the community foundation. So tip number three. Remember that you are not the only fish in the sea. Recognize that community foundations, all, all foundations, but community foundations specifically, have limited funds to distribute to many worthy causes. And so if you receive a no from a community foundation, if your proposal has been declined, understand that it does not necessarily reflect poorly on, on your organization, or even on your specific proposal. It's important that we have some compassion for the challenge that these people face in spreading funding around in a community. You also want to make sure that you're diversifying your funding, that you're not overly reliant on your community foundation for support. By far, like three quarters of the People who I spoke with from community foundations, the community foundation representatives said that the number one misconception about their work is that they have unlimited resources to go around in the community. And so if you suspect that the reason that you've recently been declined was because of limited funds. Go ahead and ask your community foundation rep about this specifically to find out if that was the case or not, because if it wasn't the case and maybe there's something you can do for the next go around. But your community foundation representatives definitely want you, the grantees, to know that making these tough decisions is not easy work. And so if we can have a little compassion around their challenges, one rep said, to me, you know, be understanding when a decision doesn't go your way. It doesn't mean that it isn't a worthy project. It often means that there just wasn't enough to go around. So moving on, we're on now to tip number four. I alluded to this a little earlier, but do your homework before contacting your community foundations and and, or before applying. You want to research the foundation's priorities and their typical grant making, because what you can do then is sort of see where your organization fits. Are you on the highest end of their priority list, or are you somewhere down in the middle or toward the end? And then does your organization look like the other organizations that they're supporting, or are you quite different from the organizations that they typically support? You know, many representatives that I spoke with mentioned this, mentioned potential grantees, grantees not doing their homework before they contact the foundation. So it seems like it is quite an issue. Um, And I think this is a good place to mention what a unique animal that community foundation is and how important it is for us to think about their motivations when we are approaching them. So Let's take a step back and think about why community foundations exist in the first place. Community foundations exist to better a community that they serve. So the ecosystem that your community foundation cares about is the ecosystem of that community that they serve. And it's likely that the ecosystem that your organization cares about is some sort of subset of that greater community. If you think about it as a Venn diagram, if we think back to school, right? The Venn diagram being the biggest circle, being the ecosystem of the community that the community foundation cares about. And then somewhere in there is a smaller Circle that is the community that you serve. Your target population likely falls as a subset of their target population. So make sure to understand that when you're making the case to your community foundation representatives and make sure that you're telling the story of how your work impacts that greater community that they're most concerned with. My best advice here is to think as broadly as possible about it. My next tip, tip number five, is ask about operating funding for your organization. Now, if you've heard me speak on these grant seeking topics before, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I have a thing about operating grants. I am in favor of them. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion in the grant seeking world, but operating support is what most organizations need. And so we want to always be asking our potential grantors about operating support if it's even possible. And I just want to allay your fears that community foundations will not support operating. It's simply not true. In the Sample that I took, which was a handful of my community foundation representatives that I know pretty well, seventy-five percent of them said that they support operating. That tells me that we, if we took this on a larger scale, it could it would be somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, you know that maybe more than half of community foundations support operating grants. So when was the last time you asked them about it? You know, I talk to many grantees who tell me, oh, the community foundation won't support operating. And I say, well, when did you last ask them about that? And they may say, oh, we had a conversation about it five years ago or four years ago. Well, one thing is that the pandemic really changed everything and operating grants really became something that we were all talking about because they were so needed during that crisis moment of the pandemic. But luckily for us, they've stuck around in many cases. So ask your community foundation representatives about their willingness to support operating. What we know is that many of them do. And if we don't ask, we sort of leave it up for them to bring it up to us and they may not do that or they may not even know or comprehend how much, operating support could mean to your organization. Last tip, tip number six, be open to giving feedback and suggestions. So the community foundation reps that I spoke with, many of them expressed a, a willingness to listen to their grantees. In fact, many of them expressed a wanting to listen to their grantees. They're very open to feedback. Now, what many of them do not have is a formal process for that feedback. Some do, many do not. But just know that most community foundations are very open to your experiences, your challenges, and your ideas for improvement as their grantees. It can also help you, if you provide that kind of feedback, build a great two-way constructive relationship with your community foundation because it can even benefit both parties. And the honesty really goes both ways. One of the community foundation representatives who I spoke with reminded us that Grantees should be transparent about their own challenges. You know, i I talk to many grantees and I hear sometimes a resistance to share the real story with their foundation representatives because they're afraid of it threatening their potential funding. Um, But the truth is what I see is that being transparent with your funders really can help you deepen a relationship that's built on trust and truth. It can strengthen, not weaken a relationship between a grantor and a grantee. So remember Community foundations are concerned with the health and well-being of that entire community. So keeping that in mind while you communicate with your community foundation representatives in all your interactions with them and approach them as potential partners. If you follow these tips and if you maintain a respectful and a proactive approach you can really strengthen your chances of success when working with your local community foundation. So now let's recap our tips. Tip number one was reach out ahead of your application. Unfortunately, we're still hearing that grantees are not reaching out ahead of their applications, and it really helps a community foundation representative understand your request, potentially help your request, even act as an advocate internally for your request. Tip number two, use strong and succinct communications. Just make sure that every interaction that you have with your foundation representatives Whether that's in writing, in person, in conversation, or in email, make sure that you're being as succinct and as clear as possible to demonstrate that you respect their time and that you know what you want to ask for. Tip number three, make sure to remember that you're not the only fish in the sea. Community foundations have a difficult task of spreading limited resources, often on a wide range of topic areas and needs in their community and just have some respect that that can be a difficult task. Also, don't over-rely on your community foundation. Tip four, do your homework before contacting them or before applying. Make sure that you've looked at what they fund, what they prioritize, and that you have a basic understanding of where you fit in that puzzle. Tip five, ask about operating funding for your organization. You may be told no, but you may be told yes. And if you are told yes, that is a wonderful opportunity. Tip six, be open to feedback and suggestions. So while many community foundations do not have a formal process for feedback, all that I spoke with were very open to receiving your feedback and make sure that your honesty goes two ways, not just being honest with them about their process, but also honest with them about your own challenges as an organization. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If today's conversation inspired you to change anything about your grant seeking, then please follow this podcast, because this is where you'll hear more discussions like this one from experts excelling in our field. And if you enjoyed the episode, please give us a follow. Please share this with your friends and with your colleagues and leave a rating and review. And I'll see you next time. Happy grant seeking.